Nidea. I'm the creator of Black Bina. Um, it's a Instagram that's dedicated to amplifying the stories of Afro Latinx and Caribbean people, um, with the emphasis on women. Uh, but we talk about men too. It's just like you know. Uh, and we're going to be expanding to a website and just wanting to do more with the community and like take it off Instagram so it's more accessible to everyone. Um, in addition to having like better content, you could think of it as like uh, a synth or a me too for like Afro Latinx and Caribbean people. Um, so that's kind of the goal. And I wanted to talk to you because you're a huge activist and I wanted to really you're one of the voices that I want to amplify um so please like tell me about your story and then you can tell me about like why Latinidad should be canceled yeah okay so let's see I mean I was born in Mexico City and I grew up in um my family's village in the coast of Oaxaca Mexico and I migrated to the US when I was pretty young and that's when I realized that I was black, right, when I got to the U.S. Mm. It took me a long time, though, to realize that I was black. Because growing up, um, I grew up in the East Coast, and people would usually assume that I was either Dominican, Puerto Rican, Armenian, uh, never Mexican, right? And So, my, when you're saying you, you didn't know you were black, that was while you in, were in the United States? Yeah, I found okay. out after many years of living here, you know, um, and one of the ways that I found out was probably when I entered an all English speaking school. They hired a translator that only spoke French Creole because they thought that I was Haitian. Mm -hmm. And I speak Spanish, right? And because I was undocumented, uh, I was afraid to say that I was from Mexico in, in mm -hmm. fear that they would find out that I was undocumented. So I pretty much learned, learned French Creole before I learned English. Wow. And that's when I realized that I was black. Uh, because the only reason why I had a French Creole ESL teacher was because you the school was like, oh, you're black, so therefore... <laughs> you must be Haitian. Yeah. Um, but, but they didn't have, like, Dominicans or Puerto Ricans in there? Um, not in this one. I was, I think, maybe one of three or four Latin American students in the class. And this was in New York City? No, this was in Boston. Out, so, okay. Okay. Yeah, I went to a Latin American school in Boston for a little bit, and then they. Um, is that in like Roxbury or like Danbury? Um. So the school was in Brighton, and I used to live in East Boston. Okay. Cool. And then they banned bilingual education, and when they banned bilingual education, they sent us all to different schools, and I went to a school in the suburbs, and mm -hmm. that's where I. Um, had a French Creole ESL teacher <laughs> and realized that I was black. So this whole time, like when you saw your family didn't didn't doesn't look like you. They do they look lighter or um, or more mestizo, more ambiguous where you wouldn't know? Uh -huh. uh, my mom definitely she has a lot of like African diasporic features. Her hair, she, when she was younger, she had a full out. Um, afro? Not necessarily afro. Her hair was a little bit less curly, but it was a full out, like, pretty much hairdo. And I mean, growing up, I knew that when we were on public transit, people used to call her negra. Um, but I never really associated negra with being black in the US. What did you associate negra with? 
I just assumed that she was like darker skinned than everybody else. Um, but for me, in my eyes, because I was a migrant, I thought that the only way to be black was to be African American. And in my mind, I was like, well, I don't have papers. I'm not from the US. I can't be black. Because um, I had a one dimensional understanding of blackness. Well, also, the, the word black is, it usually, it had always meant African American. So I, from that point of view, like, I totally understand. I, I knew Jamaicans who were like, I'm not black. Like, you know, like, but black means, to a lot of people, means African-American. It doesn't mean Afro-descendant. Like, so, that's super, that's very, very, very interesting. So, you must be familiar uh, with Afro-Dominican, what's her name, Danielle? Yeah. <laughs> she, has, she has an interesting story about how she came to when she was, like, 18. I was like, wow, that's a long time. Like, yeah. but... That's cool though. That's really, really interesting. So tell me why Latin Ad should be canceled. Like, wh or why you want to cancel it, or why it's already canceled, or why <laughs> it has been canceled, and you're just letting us know. <laughs> like, right, right. <clears throat> you know, I think a lot of my analysis on Latin Ad um, formed when I moved from the East Coast to California. <laughs> and you live in. I live in Oakland. Um, now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I first moved to California. So you have to wake up. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I didn't even tell you. How did we get the right time? Oh, no. Um, so right now I'm in Boston. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but you live in Oakland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I live in Oakland. When I first moved to California, I was living in LA. And my experience in LA was a trip. <laughs> wow. Um, People in stores would refuse to speak to me in Spanish, in restaurants as well. You know, when I would say something to them or when I would order, they would look at me and just wait, why are you kind of trying out your Spanish on me, right? Um, and I began to realize, I was like, oh, Latinidad here in California is this Mexican nationalism that doesn't even incorporate any other Latin American country. Um, because it would be different, I think, when I went into certain Central American spaces um, in California, because they, like, nobody really looked at me in a weird way, especially the folks who are part of, like, the Caribbean as well in Central America. They were just like, oh, okay, yeah. But the Mexicans, that, yeah. I never grew up with a Mexican community. My first time with other Mexicans was when I moved to California. And I was like, oh, fuck, you're not my people. <laughs> So like, that's that's really interesting since you are Mexican. <laughs> like you're literally those are those technically are your people um, based on your birthplace and your culture and your heritage and everything. But can you talk more about your experience with like the um Central American um communities and like what that experience was like? Yeah, I think so. At least in LA, when I would go into certain places, or at least businesses that were Central American run, I think there was a different view of me. Um, and by Central American, I'm not talking about Salvadorians or Guatemalans, because um, those, those those two communities also looked at me like what. Um, but I'm talking more about primarily like the like the Belizean community, um, and the Costa Rican and Caribbean community. Um, a lot of Nicaraguenses in LA like read me as Latin American. Um, and black, right? Um, and I'm just like, okay, well, they're probably from the coast, um, so they get that. But the folk from Mexico, it was, yeah. And when I first moved to LA, I had a really high, high top. 
And I think that also really threw them off of what, what are you? Um, so yeah, that's when I was like, okay, Latinidad, definitely. There is no space for blackness in Latinidad when I moved to the, the West Coast because in the East Coast, there is space for blackness in Latinidad because we're so close to the Caribbean, you know? And yeah, so after a few years of living in California, I began to notice that the way in which Latinidad was being used in California was primarily by white Latinos um, as a way for them to get an in on people of color spaces. Uh, and particularly in Oakland, because people love language in Oakland and they love being radical, um, but it's mainly people with like college educations and they're not coming from any colleges. I feel a lot of folk in Oakland are coming from pretty prestigious universities that have accumulated um, a like economy of words uh, to dictate who is radical and who is not and who is a person of color and who is not. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh shit, um, people here, white Latinos here, have a claim to being people of color because of Latinidad, right? And having grown up in Mexico, where like my family worked for white people, white Mexicans, I knew that we were not white in Mexico. Um, I was very much aware. <laughs> Nobody. So you didn't know you were black, but you're like, I'm definitely not white. Like, <laughs> yeah, we were, I was very much aware, you know? Um, and my family is indigenous, and my mom was taken uh, at 12 to go work as a live-in maid for white people, um, which is a very common thing that happens in rural villages where white people will just come and promise that they'll give you an education if you come work for them. But the thing was that they never let my mom go to school. Um, so I'm like, okay. I'm coming from this understanding that there are white people in Latin America and the white people in Latin America are as bad as white people in the U.S. So why is it that all of these white Latinos in Oakland are allowed to go to people of color spaces, particularly places that are crowded with like black and indigenous folk? Um, and they're really never going to understand what our racialized lives are. Yes, they might... Yes, some white Latinos have accents. Yes, some of them don't have papers. Um, yes, some white Latinos, you know, um, may not speak English. And also, they're not gonna get um, denied their personhood and their lives in the way that black folk are continuously denied their personhood and livelihood. And that's why I had to cancel Latinidad because I was just tired of Latinos using this idea of we're all Latinx, right? Uh, they're adopting U.S. multiculturalism um, to perpetuate the project of sort um, colonialism and anti-blackness. Because uh, when they're saying we're all Latinos, um, what they're saying is we all should um, overlook sort colonialism and slavery in Latin America. Right? Because to be Latino means to have a distance from blackness and indigeneity in Latin America. Because you have indigenous folk from Latin America who will never say, I am Latino or Latina, right? Mm -hmm. They'll say, they'll literally identify their nation. Mm -hmm. They'll mm -hmm. say, oh, or like they'll say, I'm Yucatec Mayan, or they'll say, I'm Mystic, or I'm Zapotec, um, or I'm Cachique Mayan. They'll, ne they'll never say, oh, I'm 
Latino. Yeah. As if that's a race, that this that's a that's all of who you are. Like and people do that all the time and I don't understand. She's like, Oh I'm Latina. It's like, yeah, but I didn't ask you about your ethnicity, I asked you what your race was. Right. Like and they're like, Well, I never really thought about it. And it's like, no, 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 because you just said you want more representation. Right. Who are you trying to represent? Like where where do you fit in? You fit in, in a box. What do you check? You gotta check something on that damn box. Are you are you other? Like, and it's like, oh, well, I'm white. And it's like, okay, so just, I, you're white. Like, you're white, and you are not a person of color. Maybe you had a black ancestor way back when. Right. Which is why your hair isn't completely straight. But even even that, I don't like doing the hair politics, because uh. there's a bunch of people in Africa who have straight hair. So, like, you can't even really, like, oh, my hair is curly. It's like, well, curly hair, that's what, there's no such thing as, for me, I don't think there's a such thing as black hair. Like, black <laughs> hair is... I've seen all kinds of hair be black hair. But... Yeah. But yeah, I didn't want to, like, interrupt you. So I was like, ooh, you, you want to... I was like, yes, yes. Because I, I have a colleague and I, I, I struggle with this person because I don't spend a lot of time around white people. I don't care if they're Latino. Like, they're the same. Mm-hmm. They were the white people who were killing my ancestors in Panama. So, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I come from the same trash cloth. Like, so I don't, I don't, one is not better than the other to me. Like, but I do, when you were saying, like, sometimes they do have, like, these accents in terms of, not even, like, just the Latino accent, in terms of, like, like a, like a swag to them, you know, where, like, oh, I'm not, like, other white people because I, I talk like this and I'm da 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 and I'm from Hialeah <coughs> and you know in Miami and we, we poor over there we a nigga like and it's like mm-hmm. yeah mm, and it's just it's just like for me like with uh, white people that when you can say nigga I don't trust you I think you are dangerous I, I do not trust any white person that can say nigga and, and say it easily I'm like whoop child because you know no one will ever call you nigga uh-huh. no white person will ever talk to you like that like so for you to right, like right it's a little um confusing but yeah like when when did you why did you decide because when you did that post it was like pretty like all red Latin United cancel in all caps like what led up to that moment that week, oh my gosh, hold on. I'm looking through my Instagram because I think right before, like before that, something happened. Um, uh, hold on. Well, I don't know. Earlier that week, I was, um, I was in a bookstore in Berkeley and I had this interaction with this white Latina and she um, called me a mulatto and I I am not super aware of language in the US pre my migration <laughs> mm-hmm. and I didn't realize mulatto was a racial slur um, but I knew at, at this point I knew that mulatto was a racial slur because I've been called that a lot that was like what people called me in Boston all the time Never had an idea that it was a spatial slur until I got to college, right? So all of my like all of my teenage years, people on the street would call me mulatto and never knew what it meant until I read like took sociology classes in uh, college. But 
this white Latina called me mulatto in Berkeley and just tried to get aggressive with me. And that's when I, I was like, oh, that was one of my limits, I think, because for me, there's always been this idea of I know that I'm black. Mm-hmm. And I also know that in Latinx communities, I am seen as the um, kind of like the ideal Negro because I'm so light skinned. Right. And I'm seen as like the respectable one or the one that they're, they're like, oh, yeah, you're black, but you're not really that black. Right. So I make them feel safe, right? right. Um, and I think that me counseling Latinidad is also about that of like me telling other people of like, even though you find some type of like community with me because I am so light skinned, I am here for you. Um, I'm not here for your capacity and your bullshit. Um, yeah, and I think it's also about me being verbal about my priorities. Um, my priority has never been Latinidad, and I think that people on Instagram, I don't know why people follow me on Instagram. Um, but I think that most of the people that follow me on Instagram are Latinos who are not black and not indigenous. Um, and I think it was because a lot of them like hit me up in my DMs a lot asking for shit. And I'm just like asking for I, like what, like explaining about. Yeah, life. they'll just be like, "Oh, I want to do better. Like, do you have any resources?" Or you should be like, sell them an ebook. You should make an ebook and be like, <laughs> "It's a hundred dollars. Like, you're gonna be a better person. Do this." Yeah, and then I'll just get people ask like all the the free labor. Yeah, like, this is not thing. slavery's over. Like, right. Okay. And right. It's crazy. Why do people do that to me? Like <laughs> 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 because <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm like, ugh. It was a white person I had to run into today. God, pray for me. Like, <laughs> but they follow me. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know, even the, like, one person I used to work with in LA, she follows me, I'm like, why are you following me? You're such, like, the really white, like, white girl who likes Gilmore Girls. I like, <laughs> I like Gilmore Girls, too, but I like it because it's, like, a fantasy escape, yeah, and, oh, let's see how white people live. Like, you know, like, you like it because you can relate to Rory. Like, you know, <laughs> I can't relate to anybody. Like, I think they're, like, they don't have any problems. They're creating yeah. problems for themselves. Um, and it's just fun to watch you guys. But, but yeah, I don't I don't get it when they follow. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I guess they really... But I also, um, I don't give white people a lot of uh, benefit of the doubt. Because I mm-hmm. think these are people who have made conscious decisions. And they make a conscious decision every day to oppress me and to oppress my people and oppress indigenous people who have who are even more oppressed than myself to have less okay. agency and this is a conscious decision it's not an accident like right so i i'm like if you wanted to stop racism you could you could do it like right now and like everything like you could like okay we're not gonna be racist anymore guys we're gonna stop it and it would stop because you guys are the only ones upholding the system like we we're just like trying to survive out here yeah so Good job, don't give me no free shit. <laughs> but make them pay. Like, there's gonna be a 30 cash app, at least $30 to answer your question. Like, once I get, once, I, once that cash app hits, I'll give you an answer and, and then we'll begin. And based on how hard the question is, how long I think, <laughs> it might go up. Like, 
you're really a good person, then reparations. Right. So. Right, right. Uh, it's a mess, and yeah, I just feel like <clears throat> Latinidad only makes sense in the U.S. Um, mm. It doesn't work anywhere else, um, and I and I do have. I do have followers from Latin America um, who, after I canceled Latinidad, I got a, quite a couple of messages from them of like, what is like, what does that mean? Um, like, what what does Latinidad mean? You know? And when I'm getting people from Latin America asking me like, what is Latinidad? I'm like, oh, okay, I'm on the right track. <laughs> like, if they don't know what it means, wow. then it's irrelevant. <laughs> oh my God! Wow, that's crazy. Cause like, that's insane. That's insane, but um, for the purposes, for me and my platform, for the purposes of f having a word, like I created like Black Dina in that, and I, but I include like Caribbean people, which technically is a little, but for me, it makes sense for me because being Panamanian with ancestors from Jamaica and Barbados that came to Panama to build a canal, yeah, I never said I was Caribbean when I was younger. Or was, I was like, I'm not West Indian, I'm Panamanian. Like, I was, I'm perfect post-child, like, I'm Panamanian. I'm not Latino. I wasn't Hispanic. I was like, I'm not Hispanic. When I look at Latina magazine, I don't see me. They don't look like me. They don't look like nobody in my family. Like, I'm, we're just Panamanians. Like, you know, and we're, even in Panama, like, we're like, they probably, like, we're the other Panamanians. You know, because we have the Caribbean, like, twang. We have, like, it's like a different whatever, but for the purposes of having like a kind of united front into getting our stories together, I call it Black Dina, you know, which is a fake ass word like that. I, I don't know. I don't know if I made up anybody can make up that word, but for the purposes of like doing that stuff, but you wouldn't be like, oh, why are you talking about Jamaicans? Why are you talking about Haitians? And this is Black Dina. Yeah. And it's like, because that's why I'm here. I wouldn't be here without my Jamaican ancestors. I wouldn't be here. And like Haiti is in Latin America. Like you guys have did a number on us. I remember being in school, being so confused as to how you could have one island and one That's part of the island was not Latin American. And right. I was, and I was, it was such like okay, create, like creating weird shit in my mind when logically it made absolutely no sense whatsoever, and being lied to about the Haitian Revolution, like flat out lies. <sighs> Like, so I'm still learning. But I had no idea the revolution was for freed the entire island. Like, yeah. I never knew that. Like, I never knew, like, the Dominican Republic called back Spain. Uh -huh. Like, I, ne I was like, why you guys, like, don't tell us the real... So I don't even trust, like, American history in all besides the fact that it's redundant. Like, my kids yeah. are not going to study... They're gonna be homeschooled because I, I would never do this to you. Like <laughs> I love you. Like you're not gonna be learning about fucking Charlemagne for six years of your life every single year, and you still are gonna forget because it has nothing, no relevance to your life. No okay. relevance to your life. Where we're not learning about indigenous cultures in Mexico, in all around the world, not barely touching Africa. An entire continent, right. an entire history that the U.S. has a lot of different dealings with, and we never discuss it. 
We never talk about Kenya. We never talk about Ghana. We never talk about South South Africa. Like, I gotta I gotta go to freaking after school. My mom's taking me to after school so I can learn about apartheid. Like, because we we not learning in regular school. Like, she don't want me to be a dumb doink. So, but even now, like, there's still so much. I feel like it was a bunch of wasted time, like in in school. Yeah. No ideas. <laughs> so true. I actually have like I have so much material here right now. So like oh, okay. Like, do you have anything okay, um, as for closing, like what like do you think our mindset should be? Like as Afro Latino specifically, because Latina is for black people. <laughs> um, it's not for nobody else. So like for black people, like how should we be viewing ourselves? Yeah, I think that uh, for me it's been <laughs> so for me personally, like my coming understanding into my blackness, it's this idea that like we're differently black, right? Um, when I meet other black people, I always know that we're going to be differently black, that we're going to have a different cultural understanding, and also. Um, a different um, entry point into our blackness. Um, and I think that one of the things that I used to struggle with a lot that I know um, people are struggling, especially, I mean, just looking at some family members um, who are black, but like weren't raised by black family members, um, there's this thing of shame, right? There's a lot of shame that we didn't mm -hmm. either know we were black or mm -hmm. that we didn't um, want to be black. So I think one of the biggest things, the most beneficial things for me and for like other folk has been to kind of work through a politics of shame. Like what does it mean to have shame? Um, it's not necessarily like, I no longer say that I'm like ashamed of it um, because it was me working through this controlled image of what I could and couldn't be, right? Um, so I think developing a better understanding of your process and how blackness comes to us, right? Um, and how we, it takes some time for us to let blackness in. Um, we've always been black, but um, the understanding of blackness in the US comes to us and kind of like letting that process be. And also, I am not as cultured in a lot of, content, like, I don't know, African American culture, like, pre, maybe like 2005. <laughs> well, African-American culture, and that's the thing that gets a little on my nerve because like African-American culture is very, like, like I don't want to say African-Americans are like the white people of black people, but it's almost like sometimes I feel like this idea of we the best, individualism, we're on top, we get to say what this is, who this is, like, African-Americans really be thinking they have a monopoly on blackness. And it's like, you are not the only ones, black ones in the world, boo-boo. Like, there are black Brazilians, there are Kenyans, there, there are so many different ways to be black and leave it to African-Americans to be like, oh, you know she black because blah, blah, blah. And I was like, go to Brazil. Find out what blackness means in Brazil. Find out what blackness means in South Africa because that's some different shit, too. Like... You are African-American. You are American. You are a black American person. That is who you are. You are not just black. 
<laughs> you aren't. And they get somebody that was like, I'm just black. It's like, no, you're not. You're black American. Like, put that American because if they ask, oh, all the black black people and it's a bunch of, like, Latinos and you're the only African American, you're going to really feel how different it is to be a black man. It's like, ooh, that's Sancocho. Like, what? You, I never tasted that. What does that is? It's like, oh, black people eat this. This is what black people eat. Yeah. You know, like this is this is the black food. You know, so so that that gets on my nerve a lot with the African American culture, and that's probably that's why I struggled as a child because it was like, well, I'm not I'm not all black because I got this thing. It's like uh-huh. it says, look, my Panamanian family is black. Yeah, there's a couple people with some green eyes, but they black too. <laughs> Like everybody black in here, everybody black is like different colors, and but it's honest, it's the same thing in African in my African American side. My grandmother is light, high yellow, rubia, like they would call her in the Dominican Republic, and she's African American. And my like, I have cousins on my African American side who are super, super, very, very light skinned. They are very light. They're you know that's what they are, and then on. The Panamanian side, my grandfather, he's he looks he looks he's light, but he looks very Indian. Like for me, like I think he looks pretty indigenous. So like both it's the same shit. Same shit. And then it's dark skinned people, very, very dark, dark black people. <laughs> and on both sides, on both sides. And it's people in the middle. A bunch of people in the middle. So So that's it. That's 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 why I don't understand the whole like with uh, Cardi B, right? Oh God! Oh, it's Cardi B black, <laughs> you know, and this idea that like some even Latinos. This is a Puerto Rican girl. This is a Puerto Rico. She's like Cardi B's not black. Cardi B. I was like, girl. Yeah. No, 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 no. It wasn't her. It wasn't her. It wasn't her. I take it back. Um, she gives her a lot of flack, but there were people saying that Cardi B wasn't black. A bunch of actors. Cardi B wasn't black, and she was yeah. like, "How can y'all say Cardi B isn't black and say Adam Clay and Powell Jr. is black?" Because <laughs> I was like, "All the white ass people that are in the black caucus right now call oh, themselves yeah. African American," and I'm like, "Come on now, like I see that we all have different colors, but but you qualify as white. <laughs> like there are people who are literally have the white qualification, and they're like, well." They, they're, and that, that kind of, I'm like, I don't know, that's making me, because we both walk into a store. Right. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't the Negro, like, so, so it's like, I got an issue with that, because I'm like, Cardi B is as black as they come, like, she's not even, she's not even racially ambiguous. No, she's not. She's not, not you know, she's not even like, oh, I gotta, you know, I'm just like. There is no way, like, nobody is ever going to confuse her for no, like, little Latina, whatever. Like, she barely speaks Spanish. Like, she's, and she's so, her culture is so African-American. Like, like, she's literally, like, she, 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 you could have asked Cardi questions about black American culture. She could have answered every single, you know, every single question. So that, that pisses me off so much, like, because I'm like. But she's she's riding the wave. She's and she's keep she's keeping it up because she hasn't really said I'm black. You know she's been skirting around it. 
But when she was before, before she was like famous, famous, like she was, she was always saying she was black. Because that's black people too. All we do is talk about how black we are. I don't know why. Like, that's all we do. We, we talk about, and, and she stopped that because she was like, okay, these white people pay me some money. Like, so I, I get it because that's what people do. Like, and then if, I feel like if you can, you do shit like that. Like a model I'm not good, she can't do that. She she can't be like, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. um, you know, like she can't. She she just cannot. It's just not gonna work. Like she can try. She has a little blue gray things that she has puts in her eye. I don't understand. Oh that. yeah. I'm not really into that. It's not that because it's contacts, because little Kim used to always be rocking some green contacts. It's true. You know, and she was but yeah. the, the thing is like she keeps them in. And I'm just like Girl, at least change the color. Because I'm like, that is not your color. It's not your color. Like, get some hazels if you really want to, like, somebody, if you want to change your eye and keep it, get some hazels. And, like, make it look more, but, like, the gray, I'm not really a fan of it. Like, I just, I just, but I'm not mad at it because musicians do this shit all the time, so. Yeah, that's she's, true. She's being, she's being an artist. But thank you. If you have any, do you have any like last words? Um, no, I think I'm good. Thank you for yeah, yeah the invitation. You are good. Awesome. <laughs> Ooh, this gonna be good. This is gonna be good. <laughs> good but it was awesome, like meeting you, like Likewise. via like FaceTime. Like, what are your? Do you have any projects coming up? Like anything you wanna? You know? Um, I do, but they're like far away. Yeah. Look, what's far away? Six months? No, so... Oh, like five years? I have... No, I have a book coming out in 2020. Um, it's been ready for three years, but it was supposed to come out this August, and I withdrew it from the press. Um, and, yeah. And then a press just picked it up two weeks ago, but it's for publication in 2020. And I have a chapbook coming out, um, hopefully, in the fall of 2019. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I, well, that's good. You should always like get a get a little because this isn't gonna come out until like February. So okay. So as you heard, that definitely wasn't recorded in 2020. But I felt like it was really important for everyone to hear this story, especially because I've been thinking about this interview for months. Um, but I just hadn't created the podcast because nothing was ready and I wanted it to be perfect. And right now I'm like, done is better than perfect. And I have so many episodes that I had recorded in the past, but never actually, you know, put on the internet. So the first few episodes are going to be episodes that have been already recorded, but I just never put them out. Um, so things have changed. Black Dina has a website. Black Dina has a lot of things that it didn't have, but it's still relevant. And I think it's beautiful to see how far, you know, Black Dina has come because at that time, I don't think we had any press. And now we have all of this international influence. So I hope you guys enjoyed and Remember, if you want to donate to Black Dina, if you want to be a Black Dina insider, please contact me. You guys know you can DM me, email blackdinamedia at gmail.com. Go to the website, blackdinamedia.com, B-L-A-C-T-I-N-A-M-E-D-I-A.com, and I'll see you later. Oh, yeah.
con Grey Studio aquí haciendo esta vainilla. Ya tú sabes, como el chaleco antidema, para que se exploten. Como si fuera un sancocho para un coro de colombiano.